everyone welcome back to another episode of the literary latte podcast i'm your host brandon and i'm katie and we are back with another episode about the infamous book carrie soto is back katie Mm -hmm. how are you enjoying the book so far um i like it i'm lost with the tennis references (laughs) I, i don't I, I appreciate the amount of research that went into this book, but I don't understand. I don't know what the different swings are that is mentioned. Um, yeah, they mentioned like backhand and stuff like that. that and I'm one like, makes I can sense. get that like, I can get, one. Yeah, I can get that one. Yeah. Um, there is a couple of them that I was like, I don't know what that is. They talked about like different stances um, for like when you are serving um yeah i like i like you can get enough of the, an idea where it's like okay i know a little bit and can figure out what they're talking about and for like the matches you can figure out how it's going based on like context clues but as far i feel like if i knew more about tennis i would have a richer understanding of what's going on yeah i get confused when it talks about like um the set and like when you take the match or like stuff like that and I know they explained it I think in the first or second section but I just forget because it was a lot to remember but you know it's fine um I'm liking the book too it's not like the most gripping book like I don't feel the need to like because there's been books where it's like we stop at a section and I'm like oh my god I need to read the next one this isn't there for me yet but 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 I do like it and it's an easy read so I'm not yeah. mad at it. Yeah, it's it's a very enjoyable read. Like we get to the end of a section and I'm like, oh, that was very pleasant. I'm looking forward to the next one. I mm-hmm. am enjoying the the tension between Carrie and Bo because Bo comes in in the section. So I am enjoying that aspect of it, um, which is what I wanted. Yes, that is definitely a little fun tension, a little um, push and pull, or like, what would you call it? I guess that would be little, it. Yeah, there's a, there's like... A little light tennis match, if you will, between the yeah. two. Yeah, and sometimes like, sometimes they're assholes to each other, but then they both apologize and it's very sweet. But they like push each other to be better, and he does not tell her that she's wrong. Well, I will say... At one point, he does say, like, he's like, whatever, everything they say about you is true. His, like, the reporters bring her down on stuff, but it's because he's having a bad day. And then he comes back and, like, apologizes. But he, like, really celebrates, like, her accomplishments and, like, tells her, like, I play better because of you. And it's like, there's a lot of support there, um, which is really cool. There is. And um, yeah, you know, he sometimes says stuff, but it's also because she's like rude. We all do. <laughs> like, here's the thing. It's like, we all say, we all sometimes say stuff. she needs to be told. She does. 100%. She Not by the totally reporters does. per se, yeah, but by no. someone close to her. Someone needs to check her. Well, but yeah. um, 
Yeah, we'll get a little more into some details, but before we jump in, which we're covering for this episode, two sections, I had it up, and then for whatever reason, I closed out of it. Um, We're going over the comeback and the 1995 Australian Open. Um, Katie, long time no see. <laughs> it's been... Oh- a singular day in between since the last time. I, I guess technically like two. Um, but yes, Brandon and I met up IRL. Um, we did because we celebrated his birthday. And yes. yeah, we had a good time. Um, Brandon has something to admit to the podcast. Okay, first of all, you know, we did have a good time. Um, Katie treated me to some lunch. It was really good. Um, the only thing was the heat. Oh my gosh, like, so hot. Was the worst because we went to like downtown St. Pete and it was just awful. Um, but to escape the heat, we went to International Mall. And, you know, I the way I got Katie, I was just like, oh, I think they have an anth- they have an anthropology there. I love anthropology. She loves it's anthropology. Great. I knew she did. And I was like, they have an anthropology there. Like I've been to the anthropology. Like it's an anthropology. And um, now, she's... please keep in mind, I go to anthropology probably once a month, and because I I really I enjoy it that much. I shop the sale because the clothes are crazy expensive. Um, and so like, as someone who goes to anthropology often, <laughs> I know where the anthropologies are. So I told Brandon, he's like, oh, there's anthropology at the mall. And I was like, no, there's not. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, there is, Katie. Like, why are you doing this? Like, of course I know. Like, I've been there. Uh-huh. Um, We get there and we're at the mall. We're walking and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm about to prove it wrong. We made a bet that, like, the person who loses, like, has to um buy the other person something worth, like, $20 or something. And admit it on the podcast. Yeah, that part. Um, and so I'm like going and I'm like, oh, it's here, like foolish Katie. Like, how could she doubt me? Do people not know that I'm always right? And um we walk, we go to the bathroom, and I knew the place was by like the bathrooms there. And I look to my right where I know it is, and I see the store. <laughs> it's not an anthropology, it's called Altered State, but like <laughs> It's very similar to an anthropology in my defense. Very similar vibes, but you were still wrong. I was wrong. Um, here's the thing. I can admit when I'm wrong. He it does. doesn't happen and often. And I did. Mm-hmm. And um I bought um Katie. Sunscreen. No, I bought right? you the brow gel. Oh, the brow gel, that's right. Helping Benefit me get my eyebrows brow. on flake. Yes, have you tried it out yet or no? No, because I haven't worn makeup yet. True, true. So when I next time I wear makeup, I'll do it and I'll send you a picture. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but but it, yes. we had we had a good day. It was fun. It was fun. And she did buy quite a few things from the store. I did. I so bought like a, three shirts. It was a success. Yeah. yeah. It's a very cute store. Like I even without it being anthropology, I was still very happy that we went there. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think it was, it was as expensive as anthropology. Like it was a little pricey, but it depends upon what the item is. I, you know, yeah. some of the stuff I was looking at was about on par with anthropology, mm-hmm. but this altered state, I would say, is a little bit more for like the younger crowd. 
Whereas anthropology, I feel like is more of the like slightly older, like, you know, you're, you're in your career and you still want to wear fun clothes, but you're not necessarily like going out to the club or going to like a sorority formal. Whereas I feel like altered state kind of, oh, it's a little bit more like sorority girl meets anthropology, which there's nothing nothing wrong with it i liked the shirts that i bought so i bought them um they love to play like an odd acoustic cover of like popular pop songs Uh uh-huh like i'm like listening and i'm like what is this and it's like some like pop song and it's a very like acoustic cover that i'm like where did they even find this um it's a good question this the sales ladies we're talking about American Girl, uh, which like is a throwback from my childhood. I'm assuming you did not read any of the American Girl books, like the but dolls. I read. Yes, the dolls are based on books. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and I read a bunch of them, so I don't know what the context of. I just kept hearing them talk about American Girl dolls, and I was like, oh, yes, I remember those. Oh yes, throwback. Um, but yeah, so we did that. And also I vlogged pretty much the whole day. So if you want to mm-hmm. go to my YouTube channel, Katie makes an appearance, B-Lord-A-F, B-L-O-R-D-A-F. By the time this comes out, it would have been posted already. So check, check it, out. it out. But um, yeah, so that was our recent hangout. Let's get into the book. Um, So basically the first section that starts off, which was the comeback one um it's a lot of her preparing to mm-hmm. get back into like the swing of things yeah she did a lot of the training yep. yes and like because she's a little older now she's like what 37 mm-hmm. yep. which isn't like i mean it's, that's not like old but like for like tennis and like the agility and like how you need to be for it and if you haven't played in some years and when a lot of the other players are like in their twenties or early thirties, I did not realize this. Serena Williams is forty-one. Good for her. So this would be like a like a Serena Williams four years mm-hmm. ago. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it is funny because one of the things is as she's like her publicist Gwen is very much like kind of like, are you sure you want to do this? Valid. Because. She's like, you know, you're getting all these endorsements and stuff because she got a lot of endorsements on her time off. And she's like, I think people forgot they hated me. Mm-hmm. So they started to appreciate me. And she's like, yeah. the thing is, you have these endorsements and it's like banking on the fact that like you're a legend, you're one mm-hmm. of the best. So if you go back and you flop, mm-hmm. then your deals may flop and fall through. It's Which- true. I mean, she's a good publicist. It's a valid concern, but, you know, she ends up releasing the statement that she's back and she's going to be playing in four Grand Slam titles to try to reclaim her record and that Nikki's domination is over and Carrie Soto is back. And a lot of um, news outlets, we get a lot of sections where, like, news outlets are reporting Mm -hmm. about it. One thing I did notice was, like, it's a lot of the men that, that are very against Carrie, yes. like once get yes. one gets caught on a hot hot mic, calling her the b word, mm-hmm. and then like they're all like, 
oh, she's not going to do well at all. She's going to flop. She just needs to, like, learn some grace and, like, how to be a good winner and, like, just know that, like, her time's up and bow out gracefully. And then it's, like, the more female reporters are, like, no, like, I appreciate that she's, like, stepping up and trying to reclaim her title and not afraid to, like, get back in, like, the swing of things. Yeah. Yeah. And and I it's even with, like, the newscasters and the reporters asking questions. Like, the, the male reporter questions are very like derogatory in a lot of ways of like are you sure you should be out here like don't you think maybe it's time to give up and then like for the 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 female reporters it's much more encouraging and it's much more focused on the game itself rather than her um mm-hmm. and so i i you know it's things were like how do you feel like you played or you know things like that rather than it's like are you sure you should be doing this yeah um, the men are trying to discredit her. They really, yeah. And it's it's really frustrating because I'm like, dudes, let it go. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> just, it's done. Like, it's a done deal. She's back. Like, find something else to talk about. It's like when, when, when for movies, when a male reporters are like, oh, what, it, what, how is it getting into that, that like tight outfit? And like, what do you think? Like, find something new to ask about. <laughs> Right, it's, get creative. Get Use creative. your brain. Like, stop this. Man. So, yeah, I I was also. I think you mentioned this last week. I finally went and saw the Barbie movie last night. Oh, you did. I did uh, at like nine thirty. <laughs> when I, I went that. with uh, I went with my friend Francis. Um, it. I'm gonna be honest. I was kind of over underwhelmed. <laughs> I. I it think was... it like it had potential. Like it was almost there. And then it just kind of fell flat for me. Um, there were some things. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it, but I see what you mean with that. Yeah, I did really appreciate. I really liked America Ferreira's monologue. Mm-hmm. And the even like the extra snips of her talking to the individual Barbies. Um, mm-hmm. Like everything that was said there, I was like, yes. And it kept, because I, I think I actually read it somewhere Somebody posted like the transcript of it on Instagram. So I had read through the her monologue um, and kept that did come up in my brain a number of times reading through this because it did feel a lot of people that were just like, well, you need to be more humble or you need to be more graceful or you need to be like whatever. And I'm like, what do you want from this woman? Like she's a phenomenal tennis player who like works her ass off. Like, why do you also need her to to be like surprised when she wins? Yeah, like, and like she works her, her ass off. Stop this. Yeah, just appreciate her skill. Right. But, you know, men they can't. They're too stupid. Um, but how we get introduced to Bo Huntley is because no. they're trying to find a hitter to practice with Carrie mm-hmm. before the Australian Open. But none of the female tennis players really want to. Some because they've never played her, so they're kind of scared mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And others because they are kind of holding some resentment towards Carrie. Because, yeah. yes, you know, Carrie's a great tennis player and should be admired. Mm-hmm. But she can also be a bit unkind. Oh, sure. So, yeah. And here's we- the thing is those female tennis players have every right to say no mm-hmm. because Carrie was mean to them. Yeah. Right? Like... 100 mm-hmm. percent 
it's the reporters where I'm like, no, you have no room to have any issue with this woman. Like, if unless you had like a personal interaction with her, doesn't matter. Like, it's it's a game. It's the game of tennis. Mm -hmm. It's life. All's fair in like what love, war, business, and tennis. I don't know some phrase. Put it on a shirt. But um, so Carrie, she's apprehensive at first because she still has some like ill feelings kind of towards Bo because they slept together in Madrid like 15 years earlier mm-hmm. or something. And then he yeah. never called her back. Yeah. However, it's revealed that he didn't call her back because she told him not to call her back. But yes. Much like a lot of us. We say things we don't mean. It's true. <laughs> and and he because he is the only person that's willing to to play with her, she kind of and then he calls her too to convince her to do it. And I was like, I appreciate that. He's mm-hmm. like and, and he and he recognizes that he's going to learn from her as much as like he's going to help her. And so I think like it was a very it felt like a very mutual thing, like because he's also older. Um, and he has stayed in the game. Like he didn't retire and then come back. He's he stayed in the game the whole mm. time. And he's had back issues or something like that. Yeah. I think back issues, probably some other stuff too, because I mean tennis is hard on your body. Um Yeah, and I think he had an alcohol problem at one point. He's he sober did. now. He is sober now, which attributed to his anger issues. Like he was known as a as a hothead back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the they do have this like moment where they kind of confront the whole we slept together at one point, but you never called me. Um, and he's like, Well, you told me not to. And it was this moment where I was like, Poor Carrie, in this like, this is what she's been taught to expect from men, and what she has been taught is her is, is like the best she can get. And so essentially she was just trying to head things off before she could get hurt. Whereas right. like he I think he genuinely really did like her. Um, yeah. And, and he still does. Still does. So still she does. just assumed he'd be a player, but I think he would have been willing to like settle with Soto. Maybe, but I do feel like because he did have the drinking problem and the anger issues, I pro- I don't know that they would have lasted very long. Um when they yeah, were younger they probably although wanted to probably weren't ready yeah. for it so it's like you know mm-hmm. right person wrong time mm-hmm. um but they play against each other and this makes both of them like get a lot better and mm-hmm. like they're able to like fix their weaknesses and like harbor their strengths and mm-hmm. her dad is there a lot of the time and he often gives Bo some advice which Bo is a little like apprehensive to receive sometimes but he does yeah. ultimately take a lot of it one thing that Bo kind of tells Carrie is that she needs to work on her mental game oh she yeah gets way too like in her head and like mm-hmm. worried about things like when a lot of people because a lot of people end up like watching them when they practice because they're fans of them yeah and she gets so in her head and so worried she's not going to be good enough that she ends up losing and like flopping mm-hmm. and he's like you need to like just be more in the moment and just like mm-hmm. not let these outside things like affect your mental game when you're playing because your physical game's fine it's all up right to yeah which like great advice Mm-hmm. I like I think for both of them they they kind of have this exchange 
they have a, a couple exchanges throughout the the period of time that this is set where like he says that to her and then there's other times where she says to him like hey you need to be thinking through this better you need you know you need to watch your approach you're going back to your old ways of doing things rather than using the the new tools that you've learned since we've played together um and he does i mean he does have a moment where he loses and like flies off the handle and it's i mean mm-hmm. it sounds like it's a legitimately bad call by the by the ump the ref the I think it's rough, but I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> Whoever is the person that calls the shots. The one um, that calls the shots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he just flies off the handle at this guy, um, which is kind of how he was when he was younger, but he has been trying to get better about it. And mm-hmm. so she calls him out after it. And that's when they have their really like tense moment. Um, but they reconcile eventually, which is is very sweet. They do. They always find their way back to each other. But we get into the Australian Open, and Carrie does end up winning her first two matches. She's kind of killing it. She demolishes, I don't know how to say her name, Kova. I want to say. She's Works like this young 22-year-old. Yeah. And um, she demolishes her. She well, plays. sorry, on that note, with that first player that she played, they put her against a young player... Mm-hmm. In like the center, like the the center, um, say field that court. That's the word court tennis court. <laughs> so it's like the main tennis court that everyone watches, and that's her very first match. And so yes. it's clear that people think that she's going to fail, but she comes oh, out yeah. and she like she smokes this girl. Mm-hmm. And it's, yes, it's a good moment. Which very good moment. She plays someone Perez. Um, which proves to be more of a challenge, but she does mm-hmm. take the win. Um, in the midst of this, though, Nikki Chan, the one who caused Carrie to mm-hmm. re-enter tennis in the first place, she ends up tearing her ankle during a match. So we're yeah. kind of left with a, oh, is she leaving the tournament? Will Carrie win this tournament without having to play her? That's something mm-hmm. that's kind of in the air. But yeah. one thing also with Carrie that I do like is in the midst of all this too she kind of learns to embrace the moment more mm-hmm. whereas before it was very much like oh i won something next to the like yeah. on to the next achievement like she was yeah. very like she wouldn't just enjoy herself and now she's mm-hmm. kind of like embracing things and when she's playing like embracing the crowd and just kind of like enjoying the moment and not being so like I have yeah to do this like diligent i mean she's still cocky right like oh yeah first match (laughs) like the crowd goes wild the crowd is definitely like like, on her side yeah (laughs) and i loved i was like good for you i like girl you get it um Mm -hmm. it is interesting to see how the fans react to her now versus when she was first playing before she retired because it seems like the fans really like her now they do a lot are, are more on are on her side and everything i think because mm-hmm. of time i think some they're like oh she's a legend and mm-hmm. i think although she's cocky i don't think she's as like maybe in your face as before or i wonder if there's a sh- if there's been a shift in society and how women are that viewed mm-hmm. between like when she retired because she played in the 80s and then she's coming back in the 90s yeah so, I mean, I was a kid in the 90s, so I don't really know what, 
like people's mindset were but yeah. i would say it's like it's the difference is is it possible that it's like a difference of someone who played in the 90s versus someone who plays now like i think so because they do mention quite a few times how women's tennis has evolved since carrie left as far as yeah. like if there's a lot more intense players like mm-hmm. nikki chan herself she's like very oh, yeah. like intense and that has a lot of like heart and she's not mm-hmm. a very like I don't want to say, I guess you could say traditional tennis player. Like, she's yeah. not as like, oh, I'm going to do like the traditional, like, by the book type yeah. of swings. Like, she's yeah. more like loose with it and really gets into it and very like, like she dives for the ball. And stuff yeah, they, like they that. said she was. Yeah. So she's Nikki Chan is a is a left handed player. She the way that she plays is like a powerhouse. Like mm-hmm. like you said, she's diving for the ball. She's like doing she's super powerful with her swings. Um, just a phenomenal player. But unfortunately, that takes its toll on her body. Mm-hmm. And she also has a higher number of injuries than let's say like the traditional tennis player. Yeah. But I mean it it works. I don't know how it she's gonna work. feel when she's 40. But, but you, you know, know, for right now, I mean, right it's now. already catching up to her. She had to like yeah. leave the tournament because of her ankle. But right. you know, we shall see where that goes with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she plays Cortez, and Cortez is someone that she's been looking out for because she's been talking a lot of mess, like in interviews, being like, "Oh, I expect to demolish her." Da 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 da. Like she doesn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. And one thing I did like about Carrie too is someone was like. She said she didn't even, like, watch you or, like, she didn't know much about you. And how Carrie responded, I thought, was perfect. And she was like, well, it's a shame that she doesn't see that she's, like, on my shoulders because I respect every tennis player before me. And she lists a bunch of female tennis players. And she's like, if she wants to pretend she doesn't, then that's on her. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. And it's so good, too. Like, what a great comment for someone who is – was and is very cocky and very confident in mm-hmm. their abilities. Like she pays for her, her dues. she gives her credit, one hundred percent. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Girl, you got that." Like, I don't know where that came from, but it was a phenomenal response to to that. Mm-hmm. And she plays Cortez in the first set. She actually takes, but she mm-hmm. kind of falls into Cortez's trap because yeah. Cortez really just wanted to kind of like tire her out. So that she can take her in the next two sets. She takes her by a lot in the second set. I think in the third one, Carrie kind of gets some adrenaline and they're pretty even. When she realizes what what the play is. But ultimately, Cortez does take it. And Soto's time at the Australian Open is done. And I will say, like, it's it's a very long game from what I remember. Like it Mm -hmm. she fought valiantly, but it just it wasn't enough she she fell into it she didn't recognize it for what it was yeah and it sucks but i also kind of figured she wasn't going to win this open oh yeah we way so too early the book <laughs> and just seeing <laughs> the section early. titles i'm like oh she's probably got some time to go if and when yeah. she wins but um she did say um bo actually canceled his flight cuz bo was supposed to leave i, I love okay he watched I her match love 
I'm so happy about the romance that is happening because it's so sweet. I also am on a little bit of a romance kick because I watched Red, White, and Royal Blue. I've watched this movie twice now. Um, nice. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. <laughs> It's so cute and I love it so much. I need you to watch it. Um, there I is, to watch it. I need you to watch it because I really want to know your opinion on it. But there's like a, there's a hair grab moment in their first kiss that I was like, ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Dang. I see okay, you. Katie. Like it was, right, it was, Katie. It, was, it was a steamy moment and it was just a kiss. And I was like, <laughs> dang. Katie, I like this. I was like, all right. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I like, do want right. to watch it. I've been seeing a lot on like Twitter and TikTok and stuff. So I plan mm-hmm. on watching it. So I will let you know once I do. Thank you. Um, There, uh, sorry, back on track. I'm getting distracted by that movie because it, it, it was really good. And there was like Ooh. a lot of like quippy one-liners and a lot of things where I was like, oh, this chemistry is so good. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of how I felt about Carrie and Bo too. Like when they would have their like flirty exchanges, I was like, Oh, you guys are so cute. Oh. I just, I love it. Um, he does make an advance on her. I think at the Australian open, right? I think so. They're like on the phone, like in their hotel rooms. And he's like, yeah, Can I let, let me, let me come to your, let me come up to your room. And she's like, and, no. Well, she like thinks about it and she's like, I don't think this is a good idea. And he very respectfully is like, all right, I'll back off. And yeah. does. Um, and they have some other like flirty exchanges, but he's not um he is definitely not like aggressive at all about it. Like he's very respectful of her decision. But he does, he changes his flight because he lost. Um rather badly which kind of is what leads like i think we mentioned it earlier kind of leads to them having a little bit of a tiff and then he he's supposed to fly back to the states and instead cancels his flight to watch carrie's set um and then Mm -hmm. like they have a really sweet moment i think back at the hotel and again like it's very respectful but they're he's kind of like she's like oh do you like, do you even have a hotel room? And he's like, oh, I'll figure it out. And she, she like, contemplates asking or telling him that he can stay in the pullout couch. Yeah. But she's like, if I do that, and we're, we're going to end up in bed together. Like, he's going to say something that I'm going to fall for kind of deal. And so there's just, like, just really, like, I love the tension. I'm loving yes. it. It's, I love in the romance. It's, it's so a good cute. one. I'm rooting for them. Um, so the rest of the second section is a lot of her kind of like preparing for the next open that's going to be in Paris. And at first when she loses, because Carrie's very like, if she like the fact that she lost the first kind of like Australian open, she's very hard Mm -hmm. on herself. And it's like her dad's like, you made top 16 on your first time back in five years. Like, that's good. You're not going to get everything right away. Mm -hmm. And I think Bo kind of says that to her as well. And it's like, true. Like, what'd you expect, Carrie? We still got 200 pages left of the book. Um, (laughs) But what worries her about the um, Paris open is that it's going to be on clay. And that's her worst surface because it slows things 
down and messes with accuracy. Like mm-hmm. she's never been good on clay. She's always been better on grass. And yeah. guess who's amazing on clay? Nikki, Nikki. Chan. And guess who announced they're going to be back? Nikki, Nikki Chan. Which they have Nikki and Carrie have a really like nice interaction. They do. There was one point where they're because this this section is also spent with like her and her dad kind of like watching different players to like scout them. Yeah, like so. There's in addition to the the I want to call them grand slams, but I don't think that's what they're called. Like the four events, is it called a grand slam? The The four events, the slams, (laughs) the four events that Carrie is going to compete in. In addition to them. There are other games. I think it's like mm-hmm. there's a whole tour. And you, yeah. can, if you're part of the tour, you play for all of these games. Carrie's not playing for all these other games in between no. these slams. So she goes to the different games to like watch people. Mm-hmm. And apparently Nikki does as well. Mm-hmm. And they had kind of like a nice moment because Nikki looked over and like kind of smiled and waved. And then um carrie waved back but then there was another point because they end up going to paris because bo's in paris and he's like i think we need to like train together here yeah like come early and let's train. yeah and that's good because it's like okay you can work on the clay as well and kind of like try to like get a hold of that yeah. and then her and bo make each other better by playing each other but um a lot of times a lot of people watch them and it annoys Carrie because she gets in her head, but Bo right. loves it because it kind of feeds off the crowd and the attention. Yeah. But um, Nikki was practicing kind of close to them at one point. I think actually Bo wasn't there because they had gotten in an argument the day before. Mm-hmm. I'm telling but you, I just, I love the tension. It's so good. Lots of tension. But Nikki was close to them and they end up leaving, but Nikki stops her and it's just like, hey, I just wanted to say like, I always admired you and your dad. Like she's talking to the dad as well and being like, I always wish my dad took an interest in that. Mm -hmm. And like, you're a legend and I just like really respect you. And I think it's Mm -hmm. so cool that we're going to be able to like face each other and carrying her mind. is just like, this feels very sincere and I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, this girl's nice and I believe her and Carrie's nice back. Like she's not Mm -hmm. like insanely nice, but she's nice back. Like she's not really Yeah, it's a really sweet interaction. And and like Nikki it even says like you being part of this like pushes pushed me to come back early, like to really train hard to repair my my ankle and um essentially mm-hmm. say like you being here pushes me to be a better player. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was a good moment. And I kind of like I have a theory because when she did see Nikki at the game, she kind of like had, she was like looking at her and being like, she's so pretty, but it's always the white skinny girls that smile that always get the modeling deals, like women of color and like um, Nikki, she's British and um, Chinese. Chinese. And it's just like women of color, people who, women who are a little thicker, in the mm-hmm. tennis world, they never get the modeling contracts. They never really yeah. get like appreciated or admired, but yeah. skinny blonde girls who are like white and smile always do. Yeah. So I feel like there's some camaraderie there. And I feel like they're going to end up playing each other, obviously. Like it's probably going to be the last. Oh, match. yeah, probably. But it's either going to be Nikki wins, but Carrie like is okay with it, mm-hmm. or like, Carrie wins but she's like 
I guess you could say quote unquote more gracious and her and Nikki kind of have like a good moment and maybe get like close or something like that. And there's like, yeah, a good, I like, could see that camaraderie yeah. shown publicly to everyone between the two that mm-hmm. although they were rivals, they still respect each other. Cause that yeah. first rival from the first or two sections that they called like the coldest war, there was no respect. She hit oh, her no. in her bad leg. <laughs> yes. Well, like the girl was, it was like egging her on. So yeah, I mean, she deserved it. But I feel yeah. like the Nikki thing will end differently, which I like. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's pretty much a lot of this section. It's very much just leading up to her preparing for the French Open. There's a lot of there's a lot of detail that goes into like the mm-hmm. training and like used to run at the beach again. Oh my gosh, that sounds awful. I don't want to run at all. <laughs> like definitely not on the beach and not even on like the hard sand, like the wet sand and like the soft sand. Five miles, like no, I no. you could not catch me doing that. Absolutely not. I don't even like it to would... walk on the beach in that part of the beach. I barely like, like going to the beach. <laughs> That's this fair. Would never happen. Especially in not in August. Oh my god, it's so hot. Um yeah. But a lot of the a lot of the details in, in the book are on like the training and the stuff that they're doing. Um there's a lot of com- there's a lot of really sweet moments between Carrie and her dad Javier, which I think are like it's really nice to kind of see them repair their relationship and how their relationship is different this time around. Mhm. Because you see a lot of, there's a lot of respect. There's a lot of um, love and care. And I, and it was nice too, like seeing um, Javier kind of get respect from other players as well. Um, you saw that a lot. And there was a really cute moment on the plane. Oh, the airplane. The yeah. airplane. It was after, I think it was after the Australian Open. And mm-hmm. Javier's like trying, they're sitting across an aisle from each other. And Carrie just wants to watch a movie. And I laughed because it was, she said that in the in-flight movie, like there was only one option. And I was like, oh, that's right. It used to be that planes only had like what she could only show one movie at a time. Oh, yeah. Um, Because I forget this is set in like the 90s. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Javier wants to like keep talking about this. And finally, the woman next to him like engages him in conversation and they have this like she's like oh my gosh i'm a huge fan and they like talk through the whole flight mm-hmm. it's a little bittersweet because the lady like obviously asks him out at the end and he turns her down and when carrie asks him about it he just says well i've i've had my great love and it's yeah. so sweet but it's also like oh, but like you can have another one you're not that old He's even if not. you were you can you could have another one but it was very sweet to see that, like, that, I don't know, that loyalty or that love that he still has for Carrie's mom. It was. And I think Carrie even mentions how it's nice that, like, this isn't just her comeback. It's also his because he's mm-hmm. doing what he loves, like, with yeah. the coaching and everything. And he's being appreciated by a lot of people. And so. he's having a great time. He is. Like, he's loving it. He's, he's living life. He's got his little notebook that he's writing stuff down. Mm-hmm. He's, like stunting with his clothes and his hats and pop off javier i know get it and i love i really like uh i really like gwen's character oh i do too she's funny 
she's very funny. She's obviously a very good publicist, um, but she also seems like a really good friend. Like at one point they're traveling to, to see um, some games together and she's like grilling Carrie about Bo and is like <laughs> trying to like, as friends do, right? Like there's, if there's like a new man, just kind of what we do. Yeah, and like, oh, you like him? Da, 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 like, da. I think this could be really good. Like, he's a mm-hmm. good guy. And Carrie's just like, are you not getting late enough? Do I need to call your husband? Are you projecting things? You projecting and then she things? calls the husband. I'm <laughs> like, Carrie. On a car phone. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another thing that I forget existed. I do too. What a throwback. It's so funny. And what was great is like literally she was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call your husband and I'm gonna tell him that he needs to up his game so you stay out of my business. Oh my and God. I was just like, girl, I cannot believe you actually called him. It was so funny. It was funny. And even Gwen is just like, you know you take things too far, right? And she's like, anyways. Um saying it's a good friendship. It is. It's funny. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for those two sections. I'm excited for the other two. Next week, we're going to be covering the 1995 French Open and Wimbledon 1995. So we're going to get two tournaments next week. I like it. How old were you in 1995? Um, One. Oh, okay. I can't remember what year you were born. <laughs> I should this know since a... you just turned 29. Yeah. You should, Katie, but it's fine. I was, I was three. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, good times. Good times. I like good the times. 90s. Take me back. Um, I don't I don't know if I want to be three again. I'm telling you, man, your 30s, I know you're not excited for your 30s. I love being in my 30s. It's fantastic. We shall see. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I don't know. You, ha- you have, I have so much freedom. I make the most money that I've ever made. I like That's my job. Hard. There's so many things where I'm just like, your 30s, man. I know some people don't like their 30s, and I respect that. But I think I think your 30s will be great. Thanks, Katie. We'll you're see. welcome. I'm just here. To, I'm just here to be supportive. Oh, you're always the most supportive. Right? I'm such a good friend. Uh, anyways, <laughs> thank y'all so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're available on all platforms you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Literary Latte Podcast. We also have an email if you would love to send an email with any questions, thoughts, or concerns about the podcast, or you know, any book rec- recommendations. Um, that's at the Literary Latte Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Goodbye.